Hello, hello, hello. This is Coffee Conversations. Another week with uh, Father David. And Deacon Bob. We got some tea this morning and actually using the, the Coffee Conversations mug. Oh, very good. That we have. I think so. I gave mine away. Oh, yeah? No, I do still have it. Oh, wow. Um, well, you are a very giving. Yeah. <laughs> very giving heart. What are you drinking? Uh, Christmas tea. Christmas tea. <laughs> I know it's I know it's October, and it's feeling a little folly today. Just a little rainstorm this morning, but I think it's actually left over from last year. So, <laughs> well, you know, I, Christmas and well, I suppose it's past July. But so what are you? Uh, so what are you drinking? I'm drinking some spiced, ultra spiced tea. Oh wow! So it's it's very fallish. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really good. Yes. So. It's good. It, um, it's raining outside this morning, and uh, Deacon Bob has 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 moved in some. He's living in a forest in here. <laughs> they were trying to get rid of some of these fake fica trees, so I'm going to bring a couple home. But right now, it's kind of jungleish in here. Where were they at? Downstairs. They were cleaning oh, okay. out the basement, and they went. We're getting rid of these trees. You want them? Sure. Nice. So yeah, Deacon Bob has an arrangement of fake trees, fake in, trees. in his office. <laughs> he's going green. He's going green. They also, I heard they have a ping pong table down there. That would be fun. So maybe we'll have some, some ping pong tournaments. Are you, have you played ping pong very much? Not very well, no. No. My hand-eye coordination is not really good. <laughs> yeah. I tried it a little bit. you got it. You got to get the trick of, of, of hitting it with power, but also making sure it goes down. You know, because you can't to, just blast it because, you know, you need it to hit the table. Yeah. I haven't quite figured that out, but. Wow. I haven't played that for a really long time. Yeah. And then you got to use your backhand. You know, you got to. Yeah. It's got to be good exercise. Kind of move all around. I was playing with, uh, uh, went over the, the Libertor's house. They have a they have a, a table in their basement. Oh, that's good. So. Yeah, it's, cool. it's fun. So maybe. Have a, maybe have a parish ping pong tournament, you know, sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I guess Father Fred was very good. Was he really? Yeah, I guess um, in high school he was on a like a professional, well, you know, a team. Wow, I didn't know they even had teams for for ping, ping pong. pong. Yeah, <laughs> you can do doubles maybe. Yeah, That's so cool. yeah, learned something new about Father Fred. Absolutely, it's beautiful. I um, so yesterday I was out. I drove out to Thompson, Ohio. All right. So I was helping out to uh, so St. Mary's in Chardon. They have a kind of a sister parish out there that they're they're helping to take care of, and so they needed some help. So I went down out there. It was a beautiful morning. It was 50 degrees and sunny, and to top it, I saw a bald eagle. Did you really? <laughs> I did. In Thompson. It's like this is. Oh, and I was drinking coffee in my car. Oh. Uh, so it's like this is what else? What else is there? Wow, very cool. <laughs> I think it's the first time I've actually seen like a bald eagle in the wild. Flying. They are is. pretty amazing. Yeah. I can't believe how big they are. Yeah, I don't know how tall they are, but like probably like what, two feet? I would think so. They have one at the two and a half feet. At yeah. Penitentiary Glen that is just huge. Wow. So who was out there? Was Deacon Phil or uh, Deacon De- Bob. Deacon Bob. The other Deacon, Deacon Bob. Deacon Bob, yeah. Um, He's a good guy. Both of those guys are really good. Yeah, he was fun. So it was fun. Very how cool. many how many deacons were in your, your class? There were when eight you were of us. Ordained. So, it was good. Wow, that's awesome. So it's another week. It's good things. One of the one of the fun things I've had to do uh, this last week. But we so in the diocese we've had this uh, heart of the shepherd uh, campaign. So 
So, so of the many things you have to be introduced to and, and be asked to do uh, as a priest, you have to, to help raise money for things, um, which is which is interesting, you know, not necessarily the most the most ideal, but hey, it has to be done. You know, the church doesn't, we're a nonprofit, we, mm-hmm. don't, we don't make money, um, and we have a lot of a lot of good things that need to be done. So, so the this campaign is to raise money for uh, the seminaries and to uh, support uh, priests and, and formation in the diocese and, and different things. So, part of it is raising money to help um, uh, renovate the seminary, which. I can it's, tell you, yeah, it needed done. Yeah. It, uh, when was it built? The 50s? Yeah. Maybe the early 50s? Some of that. Something like that. I mean, the, the rooms Father Fred stayed in were the same rooms that, yeah. <laughs> that we stayed in, you know, just a couple of years ago. Well, I know. When I was there, they had like a plug or maybe two plugs. Right. One on the wall and one on the desk. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you power everything that people have now with two plugs? Oh, yeah. Um, so it was a fun seminar. Was good, but you know, well, and then the other thing was that there's no air, there's no air conditioning in the um, uh, in the student rooms in the dorm area. So which not the end of the world, you know, but you know, the first couple weeks, uh, first month or so of the seminary, on the beginning end and then at the end, uh, were pretty brutal. <laughs> I slept in the lounge a couple times. <laughs> oh wow! And then in the winter time, they were very poorly insulated like they weren't yeah so yeah <laughs> the winter time was kind of chilly yeah so, so so that's part of it uh, but also it's um the renovations are more than just the dorms it's you know the chapel and a lot of the a lot of other spaces um that so that you know if you have you build it and they will come mm-hmm. you know, in a sense of if you have spaces where people can be together um you're going to have more relationship building and whether that's between the seminarians or between you know, people uh, just working at the seminary and different things, so um, so something really good. And then and then the other two initiatives were helping you know kind of older priests in, in retirement, you know those who have gone before us and and you know given their lives and service and to really make sure that they're they're taken care of you know with whatever needs they have, you know, medical or you know uh, residential or just other things. And um, and yeah, so it's it's good, but it's you know it's 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 strange you know kind of having to ask people for money and kind of doing that. Have you ever had to? You know, I gave a couple of mission talks for a mission group that I worked with for a while, and it was nice. Um, I never knew how much money they collected. Um, It was just promoting what their mission was, and then people out of their generosity would support whatever that vision of that ministry was. For sure. So I imagine it's that way with priests, too, is, you know, we we know the priests that um, are there for us or have been here. Uh, throughout the years and so how do we help support the next generation right and i think i think it really comes down to um you know vision and you know if you're asking for something from someone i think if you if you believe in you know if you believe in what you're you're asking about you know you're you believe in the in the mission um it makes it a little easier i think because uh, you know there's good purpose and there's good um good reason to be, be supporting this or that and I mean, I think just it's a blessing to have, you know, I don't, most people probably don't know this, but you know, there's most dioceses don't have uh, their seminary. own seminaries. Yeah. Uh, so places where, you know, guys will go to study to prepare to be priests or or even places where the lady are formed, you know, so we have uh, Lake Lisu Ministry and Diaconate, like it's all here in our diocese. And mm-hmm. that's really kind of rare. And especially the fact that we have an undergraduate seminary and a graduate seminary. So Borromeo is the college years. And then St. Mary's is the um, the graduate, you know, seminary, and we're just really blessed to have that in our diocese. 
and I couldn't imagine, you know, where I would be, you know, how I would be, you know, mm-hmm. I would be probably a different person if I wasn't formed at our formed at our seminary. So, and I like the fact that that the title of this campaign is the heart of a shepherd, because I think sometimes in the seminary it's easy to get lost in the academics, but the fact that they're forming lay ecclesial ministers, deacons, and seminarians with What's it mean to have a heart of a shepherd? Right. That's just a huge page turner in formation, I would think. Right. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, your time in the seminary, yeah, you learn a lot of things, you have a lot of experiences, but um, spiritual formation is kind of the most important. So what kind of relationship with, you know, what is your relationship with God and how are you able to be a person of communion between God uh, and his people? Um, being a man of communion is kind of like a, a, a term that they use a lot in seminary formation. But I think, you know, even though that's the ideal for, for priests and priestly formation, you know, it's really, you know, it's really the ideal for all Christians, that we're all supposed to be people of communion, you know, connecting God and, uh, and, and other people, you know, to him. And we're all supposed to have the heart of a shepherd. Mm-hmm. In a certain sense. So what? So what, what do you think it means to be a shepherd? Why do you think you know this is an important image for not just our campaign, but for for us as Christians in general? Yeah. Well, I went through four years of the seminary college mm-hmm. and discerned that priesthood wasn't for me, and then I went through I don't know how many years of lay ecclesial ministry certification, and then went through four years of diaconate formation. And I know, at least in my experience, the heart of a shepherd has always been um, kind of put out there. That whole idea that if you think of the saints like Father Damien of, I can never say his name, Molokai, you know, who ministered to the lepers um, on this little island in Hawaii. And he knew that probably hanging around in ministry with the the lepers, he was probably going to end up with leprosy and die. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he did. Um, but he was willing to accompany people or walk with people, uh, be with them in really difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Right. And absolutely. And I think that's the, that's what it means to have a heart of a shepherd is how, how do I accompany those people that have been away from the church for a while? How do I accompany the people that have been here forever? Mm-hmm. You know, and how do we do that? as Jesus did with the love and compassion that he showed. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, having the heart of a shepherd, um, what does that heart look like? You know, not, not talking about a physical yeah. heart, not talking about <laughs> your, your physical heart. Okay. Oh, we know what that looks like. Fine. Get a X, get an x-ray or whatever. Um, but it's like, what is your, your, your posture? You know, what is your disposition kind of towards, um, other people? Right. I think having that, the, the posture is, being one who is gentle, but also guides. And that's kind of two ends of the two ends of the spectrum. You know, we, so we have the the image of the good shepherd. You know, that's kind of like one of the main images we we, we know of Jesus. And he's you know he is the good shepherd. Well, the good shepherd is is one who is gentle, um, knows where his flock sit, knows where his flock is, but also you know has a shepherd's staff, and at times has to move you know the sheep um, away from danger, away from things. So that they can continue to be and continue to live, to live well, and yeah, being gentle, uh, which is not nice, you know, in in the, in the sense that 
um, you can acknowledge you know things going on in situ you can acknowledge problems and issues in in people's lives and in situations but to not define them by that uh, and to not like you know put that before them but to, to but just to be gentle with them you know in their struggles and because uh, we all have things you know we all you know and a lot of our things we don't see necessarily people see our stuff um, so to be gentle you know, with people but to also be willing to 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 guide them whether that's by just our own way of being our own example or at times you know needing to have a conversation with them you know uh, it doesn't need to be a dramatic thing but it can just be you know a light hey you know i see you and and just being able to help them you know sometimes speaking out can can be helpful and we see jesus doing that in the scriptures at at, uh, at different times so and i think he addresses each individual's situation because when you think of all the different people that say what must i do to enter the kingdom of heaven jesus has a same answer love god love your neighbor but a different way to apply that in their lives mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite images of a shepherd was my daughter katie mm-hmm. she worked at the farm park which is kind of like a working farm for people in the city to come out and see how farms work and she worked with the sheep and she was walking down the fence line one day when i came to pick her up from work and the sheep were in the sheep field, and all the sheep were following her. Oh, yeah. I went, Katie, this is incredible. This is like the image of the good shepherd. She just looked at me, and she said, Dad, they know I feed them, and they're hungry. (laughs) And I thought, that's pretty much the image of a good shepherd, is Jesus helps us to find what we're looking for, the food, the relationship. Um, And when you think of the image of a good shepherd, We never see Jesus with a staff. It's always Jesus is carrying the lamb that's lost. Mm. Um, That whole idea that Jesus brings us back no matter where we've wandered to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's hopefully the image that we want our lay ecclesial ministers and deacons and priests to have. It's how do we help bring people home Mm -hmm. to Jesus. Right. And I think part of, you know, Jesus's ministry, if we look... Um, in the Gospels, obviously, but part of being a good shepherd, having the heart of a uh, heart of a shepherd, is that you know where people are. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what you know where they're at, and it's not maybe so much what you have to say to them, but a, a good shepherd knows how to say it. Absolutely. So, and parents know that each one of their kids, you know, are very different, right? And they're going to receive something from you uh, in a particular way. And, they, you know, Johnny needs to hear it this way. You know, Gianna need, you know, needs to hear it this way. And to be able to, to know them, to, and I think it's, it's a call for us to know people well enough that how are they, what do I have to say to them? And, and how, do, how, do, how, do, how are they going to best receive that? Mm-hmm. So, but, and that takes some work and that takes some effort and that takes some, you know, some right. vo- some vulnerability on on our on our part, and it takes a relationship of trust too. Right. I right. think people have to trust us as ministers, or trust parents, or trust. I we did a thing for the preschool the other day, and all the preschool kids came over, and they were like ducks in a row. You know, there was a teacher at the beginning of the line, a teacher at the back of the line. Right. Those kids knew the sound of the teacher's voice. They knew the look that the teacher gave them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that relationship of 
you know, what do you expect from the leader? And what does the leader expect right. from, from those in their care? Yeah. Um, but it is, it's a lot of relationship building and a lot of listening. Yeah. And that just reminds me too, you know, I mean, Jesus raises up this image of the childlike, you know, being childlike. Well, what's, what's important about children? Well, a lot of things in that image, but, but one being that they, they do just have a, a sense of trust, you mm-hmm. know, that they do just, you know, they trust their parents. They, you know, they, 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 they trust and respect authority figures, mm-hmm. you know, um, but as we get older, you know, we kind of grow into our own independence and I think we learn to, to not trust uh, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that, you know, Jesus does have our best interests, you know, in, uh, in mind and, and just kind of remembering that as, you know, we're hearing this or that, you know, from the church or this or that from, from him. One thing I think that's important too in the heart of the shepherd is, are you willing to lay down your life for your sheep? Sometimes it's literally that. Right. Um, I know I was on a canoe trip one time and these kids are ready to, to end up in a tree that was in the water, which is a really bad thing. Like yeah. people die in that situation. So I knew that if I could bump them, I, they would make it in the safe spot, mm-hmm. but it would put me in a really bad spot. Mm. And I, I remember telling Jesus is, if I'm going home to you today, I'm cool with that. My <laughs> wife's not going to be so happy. Not happy. Um, you know, like, what are those times? And it might just be answering a phone call when it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Or a parent staying up in the middle of the night because their kids just aren't sleeping. Right. You know, how do we, how do we give up what we want for what's best for those people in our care? Mm-hmm. I think... Um... I think a question for us maybe could be to reflect on is where have we shepherded other people and then where have we been shepherded ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, so kind of two ends of the spectrum. And hopefully we've had, you know, both of those experiences that we can, we can point to. I think in my own life and ministry, so as, as a priest, I'm kind of invited into the, into the role to, of shepherding, you know, mm-hmm. kind of just by virtue of, of who I am and, and my relationship with, with people. I think probably one of the areas that I do shepherd, um, and I'm, and I think also that I'm learning to shepherd, and I think, I think that's part of it. Having the heart of shepherd is being one who's willing to grow in what this means to mm-hmm. be a shepherd. You know, to to grow in that. I think one of the areas for me has been uh, marriage prep with couples. Uh, so, a couple wants to get married, and they're happy and joyful, and they love each other, and. Uh, you know everything, and we don't, we don't we don't just give them a piece of paper and say, "Okay, good, great, get married." Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's a period of preparation um, before at least six months of preparation before a wedding day, and it's a it's a pretty involved process. You know, we we do a, kind of an assessment, a diagnostic assessment of their lives. We have conversations about you know the sacrament of marriage, but um, but it kind of gets into the nitty gritty of of their lives and who they are and. You know, what are their what are their growths and what are their what are their um, what are their strengths and what are their growth points and 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 you really do have to to be with them you have mm-hmm. to walk with them and and, and accompany them you know in in some of these places that you might see like yeah we need to do a little work here um, or this is a really good for you guys this is this is a real strength because you know whatever is unaddressed in marriage prep you know could is going to show up later on. It's gonna be there, you know. After you know, the the wedding day doesn't take away all all the all problems that we that we struggle with. So that's kind of a something I'm growing into, and to be able to see like, okay, 
this couple is struggling with this, but how do I bring this up in a way to them, you know, that they're going to receive that and it's going to be helpful um, for them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been one area where I've been challenged to grow in my own my own life and heart. Um, yeah, I know that um, when I do marriage prep, we've been married for 40 years. So um, sometimes it's easier to ask a question mm-hmm. as opposed to pointing something out. So like asking a question about someplace that they're struggling and, and having them kind of identify and for work sure. through it for sure. is is one way to guide them. But yeah. I'm excited that, that the diocese is looking at formation and the image is a shepherd. Mm-hmm. I think it's very Pope Francis-like. Yeah. And it's very Jesus-like, too. For sure. Yeah. No, it's good. I think it's going to cause us to reflect a little more deeply. Um, you know, what does it mean? What does it mean in our own life? So I think maybe the question for us today is, where have we been shepherded? Where have mm-hmm. we been accompanied by someone? Maybe at a difficult or not difficult part of our life. And then where have we uh, done that for others? Uh, and how can we best do that? How can we grow in being more gentle with people while also uh, making sure that we do guide them in a way that is in a way that is good? And I think that's the hard part about being a parent. It's a grandpas and grandmas have it made. All we have to do is love the kids, you know, mm-hmm. and we can kind of give them boundaries. It's the parents that have to train them up in the ways of the right. faith. <laughs> right, in the ways of the force. Uh, yeah. So sure. um, yeah. if you're a parent and you're struggling, know that um, Jesus is with you all the time. And sometimes sheep don't always go where they're supposed to and just lovingly bring your kids back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and thank you for your love and for your witness in many ways. And, uh, and then certainly, too, kind of tying in, thank, thank you for all those who have supported and, and will support, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the heart of the shepherd campaign, you know, here at uh, the parish and around the diocese. I know it's going to bring a lot of really good fruit uh, for the future of, of our diocese, for the priests, um, but for all those who will be formed at the seminary. Mm-hmm. For uh, the yeah. ecclesia ministers and deacons and everybody else that goes there. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, so thank you uh, for all your sacrifice and, and all your devotion uh, to us. So Thanks, everybody. All right. Well, let's uh, end with a prayer. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day. We give you thanks and praise uh, uh, for the gift of our lives, of uh, the gift of uh, shepherding, uh, of your and your presence in our lives, uh, who have shepherded us, and all, also all the people in, in our lives who have uh, who have been with us and accompanied accompanied us and walked with us. We ask you to to be, continue to be a strengthen us. Uh, that we may be uh, the people you've called us to be, uh, living and growing in holiness, uh, so that we can be with you in heaven. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody, enjoy the day, whether it's raining or sun shining, uh, when you listen to this. Hey. And enjoy being either a sheep or a shepherd. Or a shepherd. Or both at times. God bless.